So I'm not usually in the big church during Wednesdays. I'm usually in the kids' church. And so I'm usually in Catholic out with kids, but I thought I'd bring a little bit of kids to the adult class. And so I'm sure all of you are still kids at heart. And so um, we're gonna, I was going to start off with a song that most of you probably are familiar with if you have younger children or have been around a three- or four-year-old, and that is the song, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. And so the lyrics of this song are, We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big one. I'm not scared. What a beautiful day. Uh-oh, grass. Long, wavy grass. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh, no. We've got to go through it. Swishy splash, swishy splash. And so there are emotions that go along with this song, but I debated having you guys do these motions with me, but thought to leave that for another day. But this song repeats for several verses as the hunters encounter many different obstacles like thick, oozy mud, a big, dark forest, or a deep, cold river. They cannot get past the trouble unless they go through it. And so as I was listening to this children's song, probably for like the hundredth time from working at daycare or being in kids' church, I realized that we too are on a similar hunt. This hunt does not include target practice or waking up before the crack of dawn or falling asleep in a deer stand or taking pictures of the sunset to prove that we we're in the woods. It includes seeking after God and pursuing him. The hunt to know Jesus is greater than any leisurely hunt to slay a deer in southern Illinois. And so our lives should be spent purposely on a mission. That mission is to pursue Jesus Christ, but many times that pursuit faces many challenges. You might ask, how can I continually step towards that calling or step closer to God when it seems as if my hiking boots are weighed down with all the burdens of life? You can make it out of the swamp, and you can make it through that tall grass, not by turning your head or ignoring the problems, but by taking a step into the obstacle and following after the end goal, and that is to know the heart of Jesus. So we do not focus on our circumstance and look back on the past trail, but we persevere and keep our eyes on the prize of eternal life one day. Just like those hunters in the bear hunt, we need binoculars, that is, the lenses of God's word, to help us to know him. When we take his promises in the Bible and we let them uncover his character, we no longer only see him just through binoculars, but we see him and look upon his face with admiration and with trust. We offer up the little that we have in the pursuit of knowing him, and God is the one who makes up the difference. With God, we simply need to seek him first and foremost, and all of the details will fall into place that we don't have to worry. Having a revelation of Jesus Christ gives us a revelation of how small our problems actually are. Zechariah 4, 6 says that it's not by our power or by our might, but it's only by the Spirit of God. Even with this promise, many of us panic and feel that we are in the same situation, that there's no way out, and that we're going to continually be stuck in this mud. We might question, what if I'm going the wrong direction? Where are the finances going to come from? How am I going to manage? Is there an end to my pain? What is the next step? And in these moments, we need to stop and seek God. Whether you realize it or not, each one of us is pursuing something. We might be pursuing wealth or love or peace or prestige. None of these things will satisfy. Seeking Jesus and pursuing him brings the greatest joy than anything else in this world can provide. When we seek God, we will find refuge. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye search for me with your whole heart. We find the answers to our circumstances when we seek the God of the circumstance. Our pursuit should not be driven by the circumstance alone, but it should be driven by the God of the circumstance who we can trust. We find the answer to our circumstance when we don't look at the circumstance, but we look at the God who is the God of all impossibilities. Our pursuit should not be driven by these things, whether that be a direction or a healing or miracles or deliverance. It should be driven by a love for a God who holds our everyday lives. 
David in the Bible is a perfect example of this. We need to find examples in our lives that we can look to as a testimony of perseverance. David was a man after God's own heart who was continually on a hunt. He is the perfect example of pursuing through his persecution. So this year we were studying um, the Psalms of David and Bible quizzing. And before this year, I did not realize just how much trouble David faced throughout his life. It is ironic that David, too, was on a hunt, considering his whole life he was being hunted by Saul and Absalom, his own son, and his enemies. Through all the detours and rough terrain David had faced in his life, he decided to sought God. In Psalms 34, verse 4, it says that David writes, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. If you're looking for a deliverer, you can find salvation and confidence in Jesus. He hears our cries, and he responds to our pursuit. In the same chapter in Psalms 34, in verse 14, it says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Jesus Christ is described as being the prince of peace. If you need peace in the storm, you need to seek the ruler of peace himself and call on the only name that brings rest. In Psalms 27, David writes as he is again on the run, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. He doesn't stop with saying that he is no longer worried, distressed, or overwhelmed. He describes in the next verse how he came to this revelation of God being his power source. He knew that what he seeked is what he planted, and what he planted became what he produced. What he produced was an attitude of complete surrender, reverence, and trust in God. He said in Psalms 27:4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This, too, should be our greatest desire. We need to pursue him with a desire to not just know his ability, but to know him. We need to boldly pursue his throne with confidence of who he is. We need to pursue him with a humble and right spirit and know that he does not owe us anything, that we are completely in reverence to God. We need to pursue him in all that we do, and we need to pursue him if we desire change. Like a hunter, Abraham also is constantly on the move, waiting for God to bring the promise that all the earth will be blessed through his family. His, his pursuit for the promise seemed long and out of reach, yet he, kept, yet he kept on moving forward. His pursuit for the promise was long, but his pursuit allowed him to not doubt when God told him to sacrifice his own son. He sought after God, and God showed him that he was Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will see, the Lord will provide. Abraham's pursuit led him to a greater revelation of God that he is our provider. Our pursuit does not just change the atmosphere of our own lives, our families, or even our sphere of influence. Our pursuit of God has even greater power. Esther found favor in God's eyes when she sought out um, peace for the whole nation and the, whole, the future of a whole nation was altered. Joseph pursued God despite being sold into slavery, rejected by his own brothers, wrongly accused, and thrown into prison. His pursuit led him to later be in a position to save his family in the nation of Egypt. Gideon, a fearful man, chose to pursue God's will and was a change for the children of Israel that led them out of the hands of the Midianites. Paul and Silas chose to continue to pursue God when in prison, and the whole building shook and the prisoners were freed because of this. Our pursuit of God has the power to shake our world and radically transform our city. The pursuit outweighs the problems that we might face, the trial, and the distress. So I failed to mention the end of the bear hunt song later. I know you guys were on pins and needles waiting for it. And the lyrics complete with the hunters finding the bear and the bear chasing 
asked the hunters, the words go, what's that? One shiny wet nose, two big furry ears, two big googly eyes. It's a bear. Quick, back to the cave, tiptoe, 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 back to the snowstorm, woohoo, woohoo, back to the forest, stumble trip, stumble trip, back to the mud, squilch, squilch, back to the river, splish, splash, back to the grass, swishy, splash, get to the front door, open the stairs, open the door up the stairs. And so when you relentlessly pursue God, you will find him. You will not be able to escape or run from the peace and the protection he provides, just like the hunters cannot escape the bear chase. When we find God, it requires us to keep moving and progressing in him. He does not desire for us to be stagnant in our relationship with him. God's will for us is to keep on pushing forward past our comfort zones. Just like Brother Kyle preached on this Sunday, our flesh desires and will have to be surrendered to him and die so that, we can move, so that God can move us forward. Amos 5.14 says, Seek God and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. New, life's com- new life comes from seeking God. God is not going to change your life if you do not take the initial step yourself. We have to realize that since God is with us and for us, we do not have to walk in our fear, pain, and same overwhelming problems that we might be facing. The first step out of comfort requires us making a decision that the hunt and pursuit of knowing Jesus is worth the price. We have to grab our equipment of prayer, devotion, and the word to be able to be prepared for anything that comes against us while we're on this trip. Our lives should be dedicated to, dedicating to knowing Jesus, not just knowing a lot about him. Growth happens when you step into the unknown with trust that God is ordering our steps, that we can claim the promise that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Lord delights in the way that is in our walk of knowing him. God finds joy when we seek him. He wants us to not rely on our own strength and ability. We are to seek the Lord and his strength to seek his face continually. Growth does not happen by standing in place hoping someday, someday God will move or work. Keep pursuing despite the tall grass that you think that is there to destroy you or to tear you down. Focus your eyes on Jesus and the problems will soon diminish and lighten. You will not come home with a 12-point buck that scores 250 points every time you go hunting. Hunters often have days where they may not see any animals in the woods or any activity in the field. We should expect God to work in our pursuit, but we need to know that our miracles, healing, or breakthrough requires us to be persistent and faithful to the God who works in the field. And so I know that God's timing is perfect. We should not become weary in well-doing. That is, loving God, being faithful to his word, and loving other people because we will see a harvest in due time. It might take another morning of waking up early to pray or another day of fasting before the Lord, but never forget the promise. In due time, the harvest will come. We will see revival in due time. We will see backsliders saved in due time. We will see addicts delivered in due time. And so I know that God's timing is perfect just from a personal example. I've seen God work in due time in a prayer. My family and I prayed for over 10 years. My family prayed for my grandma to come back to church for over 10 years. And I can say that for the past couple of months that she's been faithful in coming, God answers our pursuit of him. Do not be weary. The time will come. This is just one testimony of how pursuing brings harvest. Many of you have testimonies of being healed and seeing loved ones saved as well as this one that comes from when we pursue God and allow him to use us. And so people have been saved, freed, and delivered as a result in pursuing God in their darkest moments. Walk through the tall grass and muddy, muddy grass and um, woods into your victory. Now is the time to press on and seek God. Make up the difference in your life and in the lives of others. Seek God in this season of life. 
Isaiah 55, 7 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Just like deer bear hunting season is not all year long, we have to use the time that we have now been given to go for the hunt. Use this season in our life to pursue the greatest treasure, that is knowing and trusting in Jesus. And so as we go on to, this, as, to the next part of our service, we're going to go ahead and start with prayer. So if you want to join me in prayer. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for this time we have together. Lord, I thank you that you're faithful, Jesus, that you never leave us, that you never forsake us, God. And I thank you, Jesus, that you, your hand is on us. And I pray that your hand will be on the rest of the service, God. God, open our hearts to realize that, God, pursuing you is all that matters. I thank you, Jesus. I pray that you'll be with, Lord, the singers and... The, Lord, as we preach, I pray that you keep on helping us. Help us to know, Jesus, that even though we might face trials and tribulation, God, that you're going to help us bring us through any situation that we face, that we are not alone. I thank you, Jesus.